0: Welcome to the third of our School of the Prophets. Uh, Thank you so much for those that have um, texted us uh, or messaged us to say that you've been enjoying what we've been doing. Uh, It's just uh, just a great privilege and honor for me to chat with Maggie about the things that really are so important to me personally um, in all of my work with Jesus. Hearing his voice has been the primary thing that I've focused on. And the first week, we looked at um, my sheep hearing his voice. Last week, we talked a little bit about how we hear the voice of God for other people. We've had a couple of questions, in. I want to say we're not ignoring the questions. We will get to you eventually, but we want to build on this week by week. So uh, we want to try and keep it as simple as we can today. And again, for you that are hungry and desiring, we want you to be able to feel that you could move into the next step of being filled with the spirit and use the spiritual gifts, which is what this is all about. So um, I guess my big question, Maggie, this morning as we open up is um, around hunger. Uh, I don't ever think that the Holy Spirit gives us stuff that we don't want. And when you look at the church in general, there's not a lot of people, even though the Apostle encourages us to prophesy, that are actually moving in that gift. So, what, what's your take on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you know straight off, I'm, I'm reminded first of the lovely bit. I, I think it's in Luke, you know, where it's he's it talks about him like you just said, Steve, being that he's a good father. And that when we come to him, you know, and if we ask for bread, he ain't going to give us a stone. If we ask for a fish, he's not going to give us the snake. And and he go Luke actually goes on there and says, um, you know, if you ask him for the Holy Spirit, and to me, when we ask for the Holy Spirit, we're, we're asking for all that the Holy Spirit's got. We want the fruit that he develops in our lives. We want the gifts that he's got so we can build up each other. When we ask for that, he, he's not going to give us something bad. He's a good father and he gives us good gifts, just like any of us would want to give good gifts to our kids. And, and he's much better than us. So anything that he's offering to us will be good. And, it, in, and generally, it will not just be good for us, but it will be good for other people as well. Mm.
0: Yeah, absolutely right. I think it's just about kind of having that hunger, though, isn't it? Because I look across the Christian world and see some great churches, but the flow of the Holy Spirit in terms of prophetic is is just not there. So I'm just kind of wondering why that is. Do you think people are a little bit frightened or apprehensive about moving out?
1: Definitely, I think because, um, you know, sometimes we might have had a bad experience in the past Steve hadn't we or we you know we we've listened to stuff um that's not been very helpful and muddied the waters and things um but I think it's for me it's it's going back to what what is the father like what does he want for me what does he want for his church and what's he saying about that and what's he giving us to do the job I I love what Paul says. And you've mentioned it before in 1 Corinthians 14, because he doesn't just say desire prophecy. He tells us what prophecy is going to do, doesn't he? He says it's going to strengthen and comfort and encourage and build up the church. And then he also says, um, go after the best gifts. Go after the best gifts. Now, what are the best gifts? I think he explains that by that he means the best gifts are the ones that are going to really build up people. And, um, and for me, those are things, that he clearly says, like prophecy. So um, I think sometimes we have, to, we, have, we, we have to come back. We come back to Father and we come back to look at what the Word's really saying. And Paul is so helpful on this, I think, and say, you know, he's making it very clear and Father's making it very clear that these are gifts he wants his kids to have because they're not just to build us up, but they are to build his church. And we all want that, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah
0: and I guess if you look at those scriptures in Corinthians, and we encourage you to open the Bible, we're not just talking from experience here, we're talking from the word of God as well, which is paramount for both of us. But yes. if you go and look at those uh, chapters in particular around the gifts of the Spirit, you'll find bang right in the middle. Uh, Paul writes this incredible chapter that gets read at a wedding so very often about love. Because he wants to position all of the gifts of the Spirit on, on, a, on a foundation that is just out of the heart of love for God and love for people. I think we have to remember that. So if you're a little bit worried today about moving out of the gifts of the Spirit, let me tell you, the Father wants you to do it. But he wants you to do it because you love him and because you love people. And that's there, there isn't any other motive. It's not so I can have a little merit badge to say that I prophesy or I can lay hands on the sick and people get well. Uh, that's not what the father's after He's, he's wanted us to have these tools to build each other up
1: yeah and i think you know we've talked we started the first week didn't we steve about saying you know how already how wonderful it is that that god planned it so that in our relationship with him we we can hear god it's the most natural thing for us to be hearing god uh for ourselves but it's also the most natural thing to be hearing god for the people Mm. and i think something else that that makes us afraid uh to be to go out in this steve is it's that we sometimes think it's something a bit spiritually weird and and we've got to work hard at it whereas if if i'm um if I'm in a, in a good place with God, if I'm listening to God each day for myself, I'm often naturally, very naturally thinking his thoughts and speaking what He would want to speak to people mm. and and that so gifts like prophecy are not um they're not as out there, <laughs> I think as we think. Let me just give you an example uh, this this week, I had the privilege I sat with a Christian policeman and a very broken young man that we are trying to help. And I'd said to this policeman, I said, before we go and meet him, let's really ask God for something that's going to encourage this guy, you know? And I didn't say, ask for a prophecy, ask for a spiritual gift. I think if I'd said that to this policeman, he'd have freaked out. And (laughs) when we came together, it was so beautiful. And this, this policeman, who is responsible for this young man? You know, this this guy had never heard anything like this, but this policeman just starts to say how he believes God sees him ever so simply and talked about the father's love for him. And and this guy just broke up. And it was so natural, you know. And the 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 the, the policeman did not think of it as a prophecy. He didn't think he was doing anything strange. He just shared. What was in his heart? What were God's thoughts? Just coming out very naturally, mm-hmm. and I think if if we can see it more like that, um, then it's we we'll we'll go for it more.
0: Yeah, and I think because we haven't had prophecy modelled for us properly, probably in, in our generation, mm-hmm. our, our thoughts tend to go back to the Old Testament. So let me just read a scripture. I've just got it down here. It's, it's from yeah. Luke seven. It says, "I tell you among the men of women." born of women. There's no greater than John the Baptist yet. The least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. You know, I think we have a tendency to think, you know, when we think about prophets and prophecy, and we'll cover this in a future session, guys, so you don't need to worry about this too much at the moment, but God had a very special plan for prophets and prophecy in the Old Testament, but now we have come into a new covenant, a new agreement with Jesus. He's made a way for all of his sheep to hear his voice. Yeah. And and New Testament prophetic is completely different to Old Testament and that's what Jesus said. John the Baptist was fantastic. I mean, what a prophet yeah. of God he was coming proclaiming Jesus' birth, making the place straight. And yet mm. Jesus says the least in the kingdom, you know, you might feel very down and depressed today if you're listening to us. But you feeling the least in the kingdom are greater than John the Baptist. Now that's that's an amazing scripture. And what does that mean? I I really believe it means that God honours us with his presence and with his voice and that we can we can move into that. So that's quite an interesting thought, isn't it? It
1: is. It's a huge privilege. I mean, like you said, John the Baptist, it says he came in the spirit of Elijah. Elijah was like the father of the prophets. He's he's always picked on to represent the prophets. So, you know, for him to come like that. And I was looking, um I love John chapter one, Steve. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 to me it's a chapter that's all about seeing. And it's a bit of it's it's you sort of see the transition really between John the Baptist and then Jesus appearing and, and John just all this prophecy in a way summed up in what goes on in John 1 because he just says, look, look, it's the Lamb of God. And then he kind of fades out of the picture. Mm. And then Jesus starts to call his disciples, and Jesus starts to talk about seeing and people saying, you know, who are you and what's going on here? And he says, come and see, come and see, come and see. And I think when we think about prophecy, it, it, at its simplest, John the Baptist was just, saying, look, come and see, see who Jesus is. And he was helping people to see Jesus more clearly. And I think uh, that's that's the same for us. Mm. Everything that we're going to do in terms of spiritual gifts, in the, in the simplest way, it's going to be helping people to see Jesus more clearly. What he's like, what his heart mm. is for them, the way he loves them, the way he sees them. Mm. And... Um, it's not coming with judgment or correction or, or heavy stuff, um, but it is helping to um, mm. to build people's lives up and get them closer to Jesus.
0: I guess another stumbling block for us has been that very much we put prophecy into a box called Sunday morning worship, mm. instead of understanding that it's a lifestyle that God wants us to adopt. So, to desire those spiritual gifts, when we have a gift. If my wife gives me a brand new iPhone, God forbid, she won't do that, but if she, she did, <laughs> that, that that iPhone wouldn't be just there for special occasions. I would I would take it everywhere because, you know, wow, I've got this, this new phone, and yes. whether it was a Monday or a Sunday or a Saturday, it would be with me. And as God gives us gifts, I think they're, they're not just there for meeting times. No. In fact, that's just kind of a, a small percentage <laughs> of the time that we've got to serve God. So I think we've got to get our way beyond the mindset of, It's about church and about public speaking as well. I think there's a bit of a fear, like if I have the gift of prophecy, I'm going to have to stand up and give a word in church. Actually, I know lots of people who live with the gift of prophecy that have never, ever stood up on a Sunday morning and given a word, but are quite prolific in speaking into people's lives and sharing the heart of God. Yes.
1: I think it's, you know, for me, it's you can be having a telephone conversation with somebody. You can be going out for lunch. You can be having a coffee. Um and it's as I say, I, I believe often so often it comes out very, very naturally. Um but I think also with that, Steve, it's like um you talked about hunger. And you talked the other week about, you know, if we we we're all dad's kids and it's like we we want to we want to encourage one another and sometimes it's just about it's sharing you know, how dad sees another of his kids and doing that very naturally. And so we, we could do that anywhere, um, whether we're, we, we, we're with people, whether we're on a telephone conversation or whatever. But I think like for me as well, it's, it's feeding that hunger. It's, it's, um, one, one thing that I, believe is that the Holy Spirit often speaks to us through in our imagination Mm -hmm. so you know this this week I've been doing quite a bit of gardening I like gardening I've been potting up some plants and messing about you know and so I was having a phone conversation with a friend this week and she just needed a bit of encouragement as we were chatting I just I just saw a lovely picture of one of a hanging basket and I just felt the father saying That's just as you water your hanging basket and you pour the water all over it. I'm just pouring my spirit, pouring my love all over this lady. I just shared that picture of the hanging basket, just as we're chatting. Something very natural. But I believe um, as we're hungry to bless people in that way, Mm -hmm. that, that one good thing is we let the Holy Spirit Give us ways to speak, and often he will speak through our imagination through the things that have become important in our lives, and they become pictures to share, um, that, that are quite natural. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it totally makes sense for me. I don't actually very often work with pictures, but I do get phrases. So I yeah. think you know, it's just listening to the Holy Spirit's voice. I think we, yeah. we think we sometimes think we've got to get all the details. As, yes. like, like, you say, you see a picture of a hanging basket, you could, you could spend the next half an hour going, God, what does, that, what does that mean? What does this mean? It doesn't need, people don't need you to understand all of that. They just need you to speak it out. Um, yes. when, sometimes we spend too much time trying to understand what God's trying to say through us instead of just saying it, uh, to other people. Yes. And I think that can be a hindrance as well, trying to work it all out, especially if we like things neat and tied in little boxes, which a lot of us do
1: because yes, because so often prophecy isn't like that is <laughs> I must admit I both do I mean I, I love I love words I do love words but I find that that I'm a very visual person and so often often things come to me through through the visual um, and I think I think sometimes that can be a help because you know sometimes when, when God gives us something to share with somebody, you, you kind of feel you've got the beginning of it in words, do you know what I mean? And you, you're almost afraid to start saying things because you don't know where this is gonna go. Um, and I think, I think we, we have to be, like in all, in all um, situations, we have to be very careful that fear does not uh, stifle our hunger here. Mm. Because, you know, we, the enemy, if he can um, get in between us and our relationship with God and us and our relationship with each other and stop that building up and stop that flow that the father wants us to have so that his spirit can work through our relationships. Um, he, he will do lots of th- anything to do that. And fear is one of the things that he uses to stifle, isn't it?
0: Yeah. And I, and I, I guess that's exactly the same as when we start to speak in tongues for the first time, you know, we have a feeling that somehow we're making it up, but anybody that has been filled with the Holy Spirit and been to sp- spoken in tongues will know that as you begin to speak, your tongue is loosed and all of a sudden you're flowing in a language that you didn't uh, know. All I can encourage you to do is if you've had one or two words, keep on speaking, you know, don't be fearful, speak it out. And exactly the same with prophecy. If you're waiting for a 15 page document with yes. all the, all the spellings <laughs> corrected and highlighting pen all over it from the Holy Spirit, you're going to wait an awful long yes. time, you know, yes. and, and this gift is available Paul says for us all to eagerly desire from the smallest, youngest Christian right to, to, to senior leaders. God wants us all to be prophetic in that respect. And I think we learn as we grow. Obviously, yes. um, but it all starts with having a step of faith and as you say Saying it saying I believe God showed me this picture or just a little phrase that might come to your heart um, and, and just letting the Holy Spirit work through that
1: yeah um, And I think it is you mentioned children. I see. So I think it is it is being like Children like he says, isn't it? It's it's being simple about it. Mm-hmm. Um, accepting it simply. You know, I've seen little children, sometimes I've been in a, a meeting where we've been discussing something and a little child has drawn a picture, a little three-year-old has drawn a picture given it to her mom. You looked at the picture and it's completely, you know, something that God wants to say to us in that meeting. Mm. And uh, so I think as as we, as, as if we can be as childlike and simple as possible and open to God, the things to come in that very naturally yeah. lovely, naturally supernatural way, um and be relaxed about it—that's that's a real a real help.
0: Mm. We talked about hunger, but we can we can foster hunger, can't we? I was only thinking mm. about about it the other day. I mean, I'm not a golfer by any stretch of the imagination. I have I have a handicap; it's called both my arms. Like you know, I, I am no good at golf, but I am sure if I had some lessons from the pro, and I went onto the driving range four to five times a week, and I, re- I read Golf Digest uh, prolifically every night before I went to bed, that there would there'd come a, le- a level of understanding and hunger that, to play golf that perhaps wasn't there before. And I think I want to encourage anybody, if you want to move out in these gifts, again, just go to the Father, take time out to pray, to seek His face, to look up the Scriptures, and to get yourself familiar with this stuff. It doesn't just drop out of heaven. And Everything that I've ever received from the Father, you know the Bible says to knock seek, and ask, you know yes. these are big things that we need to do,
1: yes, and something else i would I would say too that you know if if we love um what God says and and we we love the Bible, and I know we're not just talking about giving Bible verses to people all of the time. I don't mean that, but I mean that as we as we love to read the word and catch the Father's heart and catch the kind of things that he's always saying and the things that he wants to share Mm -hmm. with people, Um, I I believe that's almost creating like a seedbed, Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean, Steve? So that that what we find that when we're speaking a lot more, we are actually speaking out of the Father's heart Mm -hmm. and actually being in the word and enjoying being with him and having time and and getting to know is hard. I think that that really, that helps with that. And I would say too, I go back to something you said um, a couple of weeks ago, that just getting into the frame of encouraging people just with what you think are your words and blessing people. You know, that that bit in 1 Corinthians 14 says that prophecy is about those things. It's about comforting and strengthening. And building up and as I get into a frame of doing that in my natural life not not looking to criticize or pull down but always to be doing that I will find myself I believe speaking the father's words to Mm -hmm. people more than I realize and and then the flow of what is prophecy that does that will come more naturally does
0: that make sense? It makes total sense and I would say to any of the pastors and leaders out there as well almost when you're counselling people, we we are not psychological type of counsellors. You know, we are believers of the Bible and it, we must always have our ears opened to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Um, it's very easy to obviously listen to people and try and call it with natural answers, but we are not those people, you know. Mm. Um, we are called to, as you say, take the heart of the Father. And what, what a, a normal psychiatry store counsellor might say to somebody may not be what we give them from god because god sees things in a different in different way i'm not denying counselors or anything like that i you know if you need counseling and please get help um please do that we we believe in that but what i do say is as a pastor and a leader whatever wherever you're dealing with people please have your ears open because it's important that we deliver the heart of god not a good idea
1: yes because i think another word i like to use steve um about these things like prophecy that we sometimes call gifts and sometimes called workings of the Holy Spirit. I I, I do also see them as tools. I think they are tools to do a job that God wants to do. And he wants to build up his church and he wants to move people. He wants to take people into their destiny with him. He wants people to get into all of the potential that he's got for them. He wants them to be, you know, fully involved um, in the mission of building his kingdom, and I, so I. And he knows the tool for each situation, mm. and um, and there is a time when when the prophetic word will be exactly the right tool uh, to do that.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I like the old idea of just living a life of encouragement, because out of that flows the prophetic, doesn't it? You know. Mm. Yes, it does. Uh, one of the things we we talked about a little before we came uh, onto to the rec- recording was a, a scripture of mine. God gave me this scripture several times throughout my, my ministry and work. Because um, sometimes when you are a prophetic person, you can get misunderstood. And sometimes people might think you're a little bit off the rails. But there's a beautiful scripture in Proverbs 14 and verse 4 that says, uh, where there are no oxen, the manger is empty. So where there's no cattle, no oxen, these great big b- beasts of animals, uh, when there's none of them, there's no mess. But the reverse is that a great increase comes by the strength of an ox. So we can have church that's tidy, where there's no mess. We're no prophetic. I always say no mess. You know, if, <laughs> if if we're not allowing people to hear from God for themselves and for each other, um, it becomes very much uh, liturgy very much boring very much kind of i'm not saying these people don't love jesus or don't understand the bible but there's there's no element of risk or faith in any of that and uh, it, it can become almost like a series of lectures and church becomes something that's pretty stale but you know just think about our congregation of a couple of hundred people on all on fire for god all hearing the voice of the holy spirit what an amazing time we have together when we gather that way so
1: it's about life, isn't it? And it's about sharing that life together and exchanging that life. You know, often normal conversation can be messy, mm. um, and but when we're taking those, walks, um, and that, but that is part of faith, life, isn't it, Steve? Mm. Um, and I think it's it's that it's being clear that you know what's been demonstrated. By people like Paul in the New Testament, is that now, now since Jesus came, this is what the Father wants for His church. He wants us to be interactive like that. He wants everybody to have something to bring to each Mm. other—not just when we meet together as the whole body, but when whenever we're meeting with people. He wants us to have something to bring to people Mm. Mm. that will move people on in God.
0: Yeah, and it is all about heart. And I think what we have to be uh, mindful of is, especially as leaders is that we just look at the motive from which stuff comes. Um, and I, I would like to encourage all of our church essentially and beyond to move in the gifts of the Spirit, but only if it's done from the right motive. We, we need to be vigilant as leaders, because not everybody that speaks out is actually speaking out in love. Uh, and, and sometimes people can use words to manipulate or to control, and that's definitely not what we're into. And therefore, we go back to the verses that we used before, that let those are a spiritual judge. So. In the context of a church uh, service wise for some of the leaders to get involved if people have not spoken out or we don't you know trust them because they're not they've not used that gift so we will encourage people going forward essentially if you've got a word of prophecy uh, and you're not somebody that we know and trust uh, and, and have been in with us for a long time that you can share it with one of the leaders first not because we don't want you to speak out but we want to be able to make sure that we're all hearing the voice of God clearly together
1: Yes. yes and and that way we all learn and grow don't we and so i think um while while we're hungry a right heart if i've got a good heart i'm prepared you know i'm prepared first i'm prepared to submit that word to god if it's just me chatting to a friend i need to be prepared to submit myself to god and say you know father i only want the best here i don't want i don't want to be doing anything that's drawing attention to me and then the same in the context of a church meeting to be mm. prepared always to submit is a good attitude, um, I think in the air reviews in the gift to submit to leaders and to submit to the father, so that it's not it's mm. never going to be about me. it's always going to be about what what good can this do
0: uh, yeah, yeah you've, you, you can always tell somebody that it's doing it at the motive because if you say, can you just hold on to that for a few minutes? Mm. They get rather angry with you, as if like you've asked them to do something that's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. But actually, no, 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 that's not the way. The way forward is to understand that we, we love the work of God. We love the sheep that God's put us in in, in um, leadership over. And we want to make sure that we're doing the right thing. So sometimes we need to learn by correction. You're absolutely right. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll encourage you, if you want to move in the gift of prophecy, please step out in faith, but also be ready to submit yourself to leadership and to direction as well. You know, we're not in some kind of free-for-all. I know we talked about the great strength coming by the ox, but, you know, the scripture that doesn't mean that it's chaos. It can be messy without being chaos, if you know what I'm saying. So.
1: Yes, yeah. He speaks, Paul speaks wisely, doesn't he, about order. Mm. And, and by that, again, he doesn't mean some kind of, you know, dry structure. He means the, the order that God would do things in. Yeah. Um, and sometimes then often there's a right time to bring the word isn't it like we said last week whether that's you know to an individual person over lunch there's a right time for it um, or whether it's in the church meeting and um, again if we're, if, if we're prepared to be submissive and humble about those things before God if we want that word to be really used to bless somebody then then we'll be ready for that were not we to receive that adjustment or that correction or that because it is a learning thing isn't it steve i feel i'm still learning in this area
0: always um, learning
1: and um if if at any time we think we've got this all sorted out we're in trouble
0: we definitely are it's you know i do check myself sometimes you know am I'm, i I'm speaking at something that's um you know with the holy spirit in love you know yeah. we can we can be doing the right things and doing it with the wrong motive and that Again, you know, we always need to check our hearts. And I think perhaps that's a good place to leave it. And um, I'm going to pray that God will just check our hearts. Uh, What does David say? Create me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in me. Always, with reference to the gifts of the Spirit, including prophecy in in the main, we need our hearts pure before God um, so that we can deliver the best for our brothers and sisters. Again, in the context, you know, read Corinthians. The whole contents of the gifts of the spirit is is wrapped around this this picture of a a beautiful picture of the body um being a blessing to itself not some great big eye seeing everything and some great big ear hearing everything but actually a body working in in order and you know there's nothing more beautiful than than the human body when it's working properly you know and that's how the church should be yeah so let's pray, and um, I'll ask God to to bless us. I really enjoy these times, Maggie. These are my favourite times of the week. Think they, they can pro- <laughs> probably everybody can tell. I come on here and I interview loads of people. These are just my favourite times where we get lost just talking about the things of God, which is just you know just wonderful. So Father, we just want to thank you for the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and uh, we eagerly desire those gifts, Lord. We crave after them, uh, not for ourselves, but to bless others and to build up Your Church, Lord. We. Mm -hmm. Know that you said you'd build your church, but you choose to work with us and through us and in us That we might co-labor with you Thank you Lord as the rabbi as you showed your disciples how to you never said I I, I can do all of these things and you'll never enter into them but you told them to go out and to try them and to practice them and to move in them until they became competent Lord and that early church was just so blessed because you'd poured your life into them and showed them the how and so I just mm-hmm. pray as we continue to talk together week after week that somehow that the Holy Spirit will co- come through our conversations and prompt many people to move afresh in the gifts of the Holy Spirit and to that, find that fresh anointing in the name of Jesus. Mm. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Well, God bless you. Enjoy the sunshine. It's a lovely day again. Uh, we're so grateful for God's blessing. And uh, thank you for your time once again. And uh, we'll see you soon. Take care.
1: Bye.